Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. TV radio seeks to inform and engage the bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom. We recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities and the powers of the air. We are a ministry of prayer, and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe. We provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Hello, Bride. We are going to do the BAM in your face devil Bible study. And this time we are in Nehemiah chapter 10. All right, so Nehemiah chapter 10. I'm looking at some of my notes. I wrote in here on my previous chapter that judgment is coming. And what does God want us to do, Brad? What's our role in all this? Tell the truth. Uh... He wants us to tell the truth and to recognize our faults and our sins before the Father. Amen. So let's go to Nehemiah chapter 10. And since we have all these strange words, I am going to have... Oh, no, I did it again, bruh. Let me go get my iPad. Hold on. If I can get this to hold on. All right, let me get my iPad bright. Hold on just a moment. For our love 
that old cross where the deer that song's on my spirit and blessed for a world of lost sinners was slain so I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down so I'll cling to the old rugged cross and exchange someday for a crown alright we are on Nehemiah 13 there is no 14 it goes 10 through 13 alright bride remember I do the King James Version but before we get started let's pray Lord I thank you so much for this beautiful day today and I thank you Lord for this time that we have set apart to study your word we thank you, Lord, that we asked you in the beginning to teach us in your word, Holy Spirit. Take us back in time. Let us live this and experience it and figure out how we can use this for our day. How is this relevant to what we're living in today? So teach us, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Here we go. Nehemiah chapter 10. Nehemiah 10. For those that sealed were Nehemiah, the Tirshavah, the son of Hakaliah, and Zedekiah, Sarahiah, Azariah, Jeremiah, Peshur, Amariah. He says them much better than me, don't Shebaniah, Malak, Arim, Maramoth, Obadiah, Daniel, Yenathon, Baruch, Meshalem, Abijah, Mijamin, Maziah, Bilgai, Shemaiah. These were the priests and the Levites, both Jeshua, the son of Azaniah, Benuai, of the sons of Hanadad, Cadmiel, and their brethren, Shebaniah, Adijah, Kalita, Pelaiah, Hanan, Micah, Rehob, Hashabiah, Zakur, Sherebiah, Shebaniah, Odijah, Bani, Benanu. Hey, hold on a minute here, Brad. Marosh, hold on a minute. Does it not say that these are the ones that were sealed? What does that mean? These were the remnant back in those days? This is the official document of who was the remnant in those days? Wow. Are we going to have our name written in the book of time that we are the remnant of our day? Lord, help us to be worthy of that. This is an honor for them. Moab, Elam. Zatu, Bani, Bunai, Asgad, Bibai, Adonijah, Bigbai, Adin, Ater, Iskaj, They'll probably laugh Asur, at our names, Odijah, won't they, Brad? Ashum, Bezai, Harif, Anathoth, Nebai, Magpiash, Meshalem, Azir, Meshezabiel, Zadok, Jadua, Pelatiah, Hanan, Ananiah, Oshea, Hananiah, Ashab, Halohesh, Peleha, Shobek, Reham, Hashabna, Benahijah, Anan, Anan, Malak, Harum, Bana. And the rest of the people, the priests, 
the Levites, the porters, the singers, the Nethanims, and all they that had separated themselves from the people of the land unto the law of God. What? Their wives, their sons, and their daughters, everyone having knowledge and having understanding. What? 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 Did we not just see that again in God's word? And the rest of the people, the priests, this verse 28, Nehemiah 10, 28. And the rest of the people, the priests and the Levites, the porters, the singers, the Nethanims, and all they that separated themselves from the people of the land of the law of God. That is the remnant. The remnant, we keep seeing time and time again in the word. The remnant are the ones that come out from among them. Be ye separate. Uh, do not participate in the world as far as their, their culture and their sins, their idolatries. From the people of the lands unto the law of God, their wives, their sons, and their daughters, everyone having knowledge and having understanding. So, Lord, since we are taking the word of what happened in Nehemiah's day and applying it to what's happening in our day, I pray for all of my friends out there and the ones that will be watching this, Lord, that we would understand the times of our day, that we would come out from among them, be ye separate, not participate in all those things, and that you would find us worthy of that honor, Lord, and that we would have knowledge and have understanding of the times. All right, let's continue. They claimed to their brethren, their nobles, uh -oh. and entered into a curse and into an oath to walk in God's law, which was given by Moses, a servant of God, and to observe and do all the commandments of the Lord, our Lord, and his judgments and his statutes. Which means they knew exactly what they was getting into. Unto the people of the land, nor take their daughters for our sons. In other words, we are going to keep ourselves separated unto the Lord. And if the people of the land bring ware or any victuals on the Sabbath day to sell, that we would not buy it of them on the Sabbath or on the holy day, and that we would leave the seventh year and the exaction of every debt. Also, we made ordinances for us to charge ourselves yearly with the third part of a shekel for the service of the house of our God for the showbread and for the continual meat offering and for the continual burnt offering of the Sabbaths, of the new moons, for the set feasts and for the holy things and for the sin offerings to make an atonement for Israel and for all the work of the house of our God. And we cast the lots among the priests, the Levites and the people for the wood offering to bring it into the house of our God after the houses of our fathers at times appointed year by year to burn upon the altar of the Lord our God as it is written in the law, and to bring the first fruits of our ground, and the first fruits of all fruit of all trees, year by year, unto the house of the Lord, also the firstborn of our sons and of our cattle. Pause. You know, a lot of people, and this this is really sad, but there's a lot of people that have a problem with giving tithes, and that's really sad because remember I told you that the Lord said He wants to be included in everything. That is what uh, tithes is. It's the first of everything. And it says that they brought the first fruits of the ground, the first fruits of the fruit, year by year into the house of the Lord. 
Also the firstborn of our sons and of our cattle, as it is written in the law, and the firstlings of our herds. So in other words, they kept God included, and they gave him the first of everything. As it is written in the law, and the firstlings of our herds and of our flocks, to bring to the house of our God unto the priests that minister in the house of our God, and that we should bring the first fruits of our dough and our offerings, and the fruit of all manner of trees, of wine, and of oil, unto the priests, wow. to the chambers of the house of our God, and the tithes of our ground unto the Levites. The same Levites might have the tithes in all the cities of our tillage. Wow. And the priest, the son of Aaron, shall be with the Levites, when the Levites take tithes, and the Levites shall bring up the tithe of the tithes unto the house of our God, to the chambers, into the treasure house. For the children of Israel and the children of Levi shall bring the offering of the corn, of the new wine, and the oil unto the chambers, where are the vessels of the sanctuary, and the priests that minister, and the porters, and the singers, and we will not forsake the house of our God. Oh. So God gets the first of everything, and they even remembered their priest. So we're on chapter 11. Nehemiah 11. And the rulers of the people dwelt at Jerusalem. The rest of the people also cast lots to bring one of ten to dwell in Jerusalem, the holy city, and nine parts to dwell in other cities. And the people blessed all the men that willingly offered themselves to dwell at Jerusalem. Now these are the chief of the province that dwelt in Jerusalem. For in the cities of Judah dwelt everyone in his possession in their cities, to wit Israel, the priests, and the Levites, and the Nethanims, and the children of Solomon's servants. And at Jerusalem dwelt certain of the children of Judah, and of the children of Benjamin, of the children of Judah, Athahiah, the son of Uzziah, the son of Zechariah, the son of Amariah, the son of Shepatiah, the son of Mahalaliel, of the children of Perez, and Masiah, the son of Baruch, the son of Kol Jose, the son of Hazariah, the son of Adiah, the son of Jehoiarib, the son of Zechariah, the son of Shaloni. All the sons of Perez that dwelt at Jerusalem were four hundred three score and eight valiant men. Valiant men. And these are the sons of Benjamin, Salu, the son of Meshalam, the son of Joed, the son of Pedaiah, the son of Kolaiah, the son of Masiah, the son of Ethiel, the son of Jesaiah, and after him Gabai, Salai, 920 and 8. And Joel, the son of Zikri, was their overseer. And Judah, the son of Senua, was second over the city. Of the priests, Jedaiah, the son of Jehoiarib, Jachin, Sarah, the son of Hilkiah, the son of Meshullam, the son of Zadok, the son of Marioth, the son of Ahitub, was the ruler of the house of God. And their brethren that did the work of the house were 820 and 2. And Adahiah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Peleliah, the son of Amzai, the son of Zechariah, the son of Peshur, the son of Malchiah, and his brethren, chief of the fathers, 240 and 2. And Amashai, the son of Azariel, the son of Ahasai, the son of Meshilamath, the son of Amer, and their brethren, mighty men of valor, and 120 and 8. And their overseer was Zabdiel, the son of one of the great men, also the Levites, Shimei, the son of Hashab, the son of Azrikam, the son of Hashabiah, the son of Bunai, and Shabbathai, and Jozebad, of the chief of the Levites, had the oversight of the outward business of the house of God. 
and Matanah, the son of Micah, the son of Zabdi, the son of Asaph, was the principal to begin the thanksgiving in prayer. And Bakbukiah, the second among his brethren, and Abda, the son of Shamwa, the son of Galal, the son of Jedathan. All the Levites in the holy city were two hundred fourscore and four. Moreover, the porters, Akub, Talman, and their brethren that kept the gates were an hundred seventy and two. And the residue of Israel of the priests and the Levites were in all the cities of Judah, every one in his inheritance. But the Nethanims dwelt in Ophel, and Zahar and Gispah were over the Nethanims. The overseer also of the Levites at Jerusalem was Uzai, the son of Bani, the son of Hashabiah, the son of Mataniah, the son of Micah. Of the sons of Asaph, the singers, were over the business of the house of God. For it was the king's commandment concerning them, that a certain portion should be for the singers due for every day. Wow. And Pethahiah, the son of Meshezabiel, of the children of Zerah, the son of Judah, was at the king's hand in all matters concerning the singers the got paid, baby. And for the villages with their fields. Some of the children of Judah dwelt at Kirjath Arba, and in the villages thereof, and at Dibon, and in the villages thereof, and at Jacobziel, and in the villages thereof, and at Jeshua, and at Moladah, and at Beth Phalet, and at Hazar Shual, and at Beersheba, and in the villages thereof, and at Ziklag, and at Meconah, and in the villages thereof, and at En Rimon, and in Zareah, and at Jarmath, Zenoah, Adullam, and in their villages, at Lachish, and the fields thereof, at Azekah, and in the villages thereof, and they dwelt from Beersheba unto the valley of Hinnom. The children also of Benjamin from Geba dwelt at Michmash, and Aijah, and Bethel, and in their villages, and at Anathoth, Nob, Ananiah, Azor, Ramah, Gataim, Adid, Zeboim, Nebalit, Lod, and Ono, the valley of craftsmen, and of the Levites were divisions in Judah, and in Benjamin. All right, Brad, we're going on Nehemiah chapter 12. Nehemiah 12. Now these are the priests and the Levites that went up with Zerubbabel, the son of Shaltiel, and Jeshua, Sarahiah, Jeremiah, Ezra, Amariah, Malak, Hatush, Shekinah, Reham, Meramoth, Edo, Gedetho, Abijah, Miamin, Madiah, Bilgah, Shemaiah, and Jehoiarib, and Jedaiah. Salu, These are still the remnant, right? Isn't this amazing? These were the chief of the priests of their brethren in the days of Jeshua. Moreover, the Levites, Jeshua, Benuai, Cadmiel, Sherebiah, Judah, and Mataniah, which was over the thanksgiving, he and his brethren, also Bakbukiah and Unai, their brethren, were over against them in the watches. Huh. And Jeshua begat Jehoiakim. Jehoiakim also begat Eliashib. And Eliashib begat Jehoiada. And Jehoiada begat Jonathan. And Jonathan begat Jadua. And in the days of Jehoiakim were priests, the chief of the fathers of Sarahiah, Merahiah, of Jeremiah, Hananiah, of Ezra, Meshalem, of Amariah, Johanan, of Malaiku, Jonathan, of Shebaniah, Joseph, of Harim, Adna, of Marioth, Elkiah, of Edo, Zechariah, of Genethan, Meshalem, of Abijah, Zikri, of Miamin, of Moadiah, Piltai, of Bilgah, Shamwa, of Shemaiah, Jehonathan, and of Jehoiarib, Matanah, of Jedaiah, Uzai, of Salai, Kalai, 
of Amak Eber, of Hilkiah, Ashabiah, of Jediah, Nathaniel. The Levites in the days of Eliashib, Jehoiada, and Johanan, and Jadua were recorded chief of the fathers, also the priests, to the reign of Darius the Persian. The sons of Levi, the chief of the fathers, were written in the book of the Chronicles, even until the days of Johanan, the son of Eliashib. And the chief of the Levites, Hashabiah, Sherebiah, and Jeshua, the son of Cadmiel, with their brethren over against them, to praise and to give thanks according to the commandment of David, the man of God, ward over against ward. Mataniah and Bakbukiah, Obadiah, Meshalem, Talman, Akub, were porters keeping the ward at the thresholds of the gates. These were in the days of Jehoiakim, the son of Jeshua, the son of Jozadak, and in the days of Nehemiah, the governor, and of Ezra, the priest, the scribe. And at the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem, they sought the Levites out of all their places to bring them to Jerusalem, to keep the dedication with gladness, both with thanksgivings and with singing, with cymbals, psalteries, and with harps. Amen. They went the all out, didn't they? gathered themselves together, both out of the plain country round about Jerusalem and from the villages of Natophathai. Let me pause here, Brad. Let's, to some of you that have not been with me, through this Bible study through Nehemiah, what's happening is, remember the judgment's taking place in their country, right? So Nehemiah cries out to God. He repents to God on behalf of his country, and he was real with God. And he went and gathered the remnant because basically he's saying, okay, we got all these false people out there. same as we have today. We have all these false people out there. There's nothing we can do about them. They're going to do what they're going to do. But we are going to build. We are going to obey the Lord in the midst of the apostasy. This exact same story is what we're facing today, Brad. So when God's people, the remnant back in Nehemiah's day, when they obeyed the Lord and they built the wall, God so prospered them. God so blessed them. And then now they're getting ready to celebrate the wall. So let's, oh, and by the way, while they was building, the other side came over. And who did, who did they know was the remnant? The ones that separated themselves, come out from among them, did not uh, participate in there. So the false ones got jealous. So they come over there and said, hey, we want to join y'all. We want to be a part of this building. And they said, oh, no, we know what you're in, and we're not touching that, so you're not allowed to build with us. They got so mad. They went out to try to turn the city against them, the king against them. They talked about them and did all sorts of things to try to get everybody against the remnant. But God proved the remnant faithful. And so they, the scoffers out here, were mocking them, and they were uh, whining. They were whining to them. We're suffering. We we have lost this, and we've lost that. And basically, they're saying it's not fair. But God just confirmed to us again in the last chapter, well, in Nehemiah chapter 10, he confirmed to us again who are the remnant the remnant are the ones that are the called out ones, the ones that choose to not participate in that vomit, and they come out from among them to be ye separate. And God is still saying the same thing today. 
So let's continue, because now they're getting ready to celebrate. So let's see what happens here. Also from the house of Gilgal, and out of the fields of Giba and Azmabeth. For the singers had built them villages round about Jerusalem, and the priests and the Levites purified themselves and purified the people. All the right. At the wall. Then I brought up the princes of Judah. Upon 31, the verse 31. And appointed two great companies of them that gave thanks. Whereof one went on the right hand upon the wall toward the dung gate. Verse 32, Nehemiah 12. Hoshaiah and half of the princes of Judah, and Azariah, Ezra, and Meshalem, Judah and Benjamin, and Shemaiah and Jeremiah, and certain of the priests' sons with trumpets, namely Zechariah, the son of Jonathan, the son of Shemaiah, the son of Mataniah, the son of Micaiah, the son of Zakur, the son of Asaph, and his brethren, Shemaiah, and Azarael, Milalai, Gilalai, Mai, Nathaniel, and Judah, Hanani, with the musical instruments of David, the man of God, and Ezra the scribe before them. And at the fountain gate, which was over against them, they went up by the stairs of the city of David, at the going up of the wall above the house of David, even unto the water gate eastward. And the other company of them that gave thanks went over against them, and I after them, and the half of the people upon the wall, from beyond the tower of the furnaces, even unto the broad wall, and from above the gate of Ephraim, and above the old gate, and above the fish gate, and the tower of Hananiel, and the tower of Mea, even unto the sheep gate, and they stood still in the prison gate. So stood the two companies of them that gave thanks in the house of God, and I, and the half of the rulers with me, Isn't that and something? the Eliakim, Masiah, These are the ones Benaiah, that stood and gave praise to God. Elioinei, Zechariah, and Hananiah with trumpets, and Masiah, and Shemaiah, and Eleazar, and Uzai, and Jehohanan, and Malchijah, and Elam, and Azair. And the singers sang loud with Jezrahiah their overseer. Also that day, they offered great sacrifices and rejoiced. For God had made them rejoice with great joy. All right. The wives also, and the children rejoiced. So that the joy of Jerusalem was heard even afar off. They wasn't ashamed, was they, though? Appointed over the chambers for the treasures, for the offerings, for the first fruits, and for the tithes, to gather into them out of the fields of the cities the portions of the law for the priests and Levites. For Judah rejoiced for the priests and for the Levites that waited. And both the singers and the porters kept the ward of their God and the ward of the purification according to the commandment of David and of Solomon his son. For in the days of David and Asaph of old, there were chief of the singers and songs of praise and thanksgiving unto God. And all Israel, in the days of Zerubbabel and in the days of Nehemiah, gave the portions of the singers and the porters every day his portion. And they sanctified holy things unto the Levites, and the Levites sanctified them unto the children of Aaron. Well, all right, Brian, look, we're on the last chapter for today. Nehemiah 13. On that day, they read in the book of Moses in the audience of the people, and therein was found written that the Ammonite and the Moabite should not come into the congregation of God forever, because they met not the children of Israel with bread and with water, but hired Balaam against them that he should curse them. Howbeit our God turned the curse into a blessing. Now it came to pass, when they had heard the law, 
that they separated from Israel all the mixed multitude. Pause. Pause, pause, pause. This is the remnant. When it came to the celebration, after they did the wall, we are seeing right here what is happening. They're reading the book of law in front of everyone, which means they're reading the word of God in front of the whole entire community. But look what the word says. On that day, they read in the book of Moses in the audience of the people. And therein was found written that the Ammonite and Moabite should not come into the congregation of God forever. In other words, God had punished them. Why? Because they met not the children of Israel with bread and with water, but hired Balaam against them that he should curse them. But God turned that curse into a blessing. That was what happened before. But now it came to pass when they heard the law that they separated from Israel all the mixed multitude. So in other words, I wrote in my comment here, the bride turned and quit compromising. That is the key. No compromise in the kingdom. We do not mix with the unclean thing. We do not touch the unclean thing. We do not flirt with it. We do not endorse it. We do not pay for it. We do not participate in that mess. And that's what's happening right here. Again, God's confirming again. So let's continue. We're in verse 4. Nehemiah 13, verse 4. And before this, Eliashib the priest, having the oversight of the chamber of the house of our God, was allied unto Tobiah. And he had prepared for him a great chamber, where aforetime they laid the meat offerings, the frankincense, and the vessels, and the tithes of the corn, the new wine, and the oil which was commanded to be given to the Levites, and the singers, and the porters, and the offerings of the priests. But in all this time was not I at Jerusalem, for in the two and thirtieth year of Artaxerxes, king of Babylon, came I unto the king, and after certain days obtained I leave of the king. And I came to Jerusalem, and understood of the evil that Eliashib did for Tobiah, in preparing him a chamber in the courts of the house of God. And it grieved me sore. Therefore I cast forth all the household stuff of Tobiah out of the chamber. What? And I commanded, and they cleansed the chambers. And then wow. I again the vessels of the house of God, with the meat offering and the frankincense. And I perceived that the portions of the Levites had not been given them, for the Levites and the singers that did the work were fled every one to his field. Then contended I with the rulers, and said, why is the house of God forsaken? And I gathered them together and set them in uh -oh. their place. Then brought all Judah the tithe of the corn and the new wine and the oil unto the treasuries. And I made treasurers over the treasuries, Shalemiah the priest, and Zadok the scribe, and of the Levites Pedaiah, and next to them was Hanan the son of Zakur, the son of Mataniah, for they were accounted faithful, and their office was to distribute unto their brethren. Remember me, O my God, concerning this. And wipe not out my good deeds that I have done for the house of my God and for the offices thereof. In those days saw I and Judah some treading wine presses on the Sabbath, and bringing in sheaves and blading asses, as also wine grapes and figs and all manner of burdens which they brought into Jerusalem on the Sabbath day. And I testified against them in the day wherein they sold victuals. Now remember, Bride, the reason this is so important is because. When they said that we was not going to mix and we're not going to partner with all of the false part, what they had done right here, Bride, is they began compromising. 
they began working on the Sabbath and bringing all this stuff in and doing this and doing that, which went against God's law. So let's keep going. There dwelt men of Tyre also therein, which brought fish and all manner of ware, and sold on the Sabbath unto the children of Judah and in Jerusalem. Then I contended with the nobles of Judah and said unto them, What evil thing is this that ye do? What you do? That profane the Sabbath day. Did not your fathers thus, and did not our God bring all this evil upon us, and upon this city? Yet ye bring more wrath upon Israel by profaning the Sabbath. See? And it came to pass. Let me pause this, because I've got some notes. What they did is they profaned God after they turned around and said, We're not going to do this anymore, we're turning from this. And they still did it. And then I put, He confronted the people misusing the word in his day. Wow. So he was a watchman in his day where he confronted the people. That is what he said. Why did he do that, Brad? Why did he expose what they were doing? He exposed it because they had hurt God. They had profaned God's name. They had offended God. So what offended God, what offends God should offend us, Brad? Do you know that that is why in the Old Testament, whenever, you know, people would get killed back then for offending God. And because you, the priests and all them would defend God, they would go and they would kill people. And they would say, you offended God, you know. And today I'm not saying we have to kill people and stuff today, but I'm saying where is the outrage of the church? Where is the outrage? Where is the fear of God anymore in our leaders? To where we will stand up and say, uh, you want to partner with Kanye who is still blaspheming God's name? What is wrong with you? What? Why are you participating in this blasphemy? I mean, like, seriously, like, where is the cry of the church? Where is the holiness? Where are the people speaking out? Where is the... Uh, the defense of God. I guess that's the best way to put it. All right, let's continue here, Brad. And when the gates of Jerusalem began to be dark before the Sabbath, I commanded that the gates should be shut and charged that they should not be opened till after the Sabbath. And some of my servants said I at the gates that there should no burden be brought in on the Sabbath day. So the merchants and sellers of all kind of ware lodged without Jerusalem once or twice. Then I testified against them and said unto them, Why lodge ye about the wall? If ye do so again, I will lay hands on you. Ah. From that time forth came they no more on the Sabbath. What? And I... Let me pause. Did they just say what I thought they said? So the merchants and said this verse 20. So the merchants and sellers of all kind of ware lodged without Jerusalem once or twice. Then I testified against them. Backing up the word of God. Why lodge you about the wall? If you do that again, I'm going to come over there and punch your lights out. Basically, that's what he's saying. Is he's saying, I will do something about it. Get off that wall. From that time forth came they no more on the Sabbath. In other words, he was, you know, the Bible says we're to love what he loves and hate what he hates type of deal. Let's, we're in verse 22. Matter of the Levites, that they should cleanse themselves that they should come and keep the gates to sanctify the Sabbath day. Remember me, O oh my God, concerning this also, and spare me according to the greatness of thy mercy. 
Okay, so he's pleading to God, and I've got in my notes, pleaded with God for mercy for himself in the midst of all this. In those days also saw I Jews that had married wives of Ashton, oh, of no. and of Moab. Oh, and their children spake they were the not supposed Ashton, to do that. And could not speak in the Jews' language, but according to the language of each people. And I contended with them, and cursed them, and smote certain of them, and plucked off their hair, See? and made them swear by God, saying, Ye shall not give your daughters unto their sons, nor take their daughters unto your sons, or for yourselves. Did not Solomon, king of Israel, sin mighty? Okay, let me pause here. That would be like people of this day saying, You are not supposed to judge. You know, and here's the thing. We are to judge. If we don't judge things righteously, the way that God tells us to judge things righteously, who is? Who is going to look out for the heart of God? Who is going to look out for the heart of the church if we do not do it? I mean, this whole theology thing they got going is goofy. Things. Yet among many nations was there no king like him who was beloved of his God. And God made him king over all Israel. Nevertheless, even him did outlandish women cause to sin. Shall we then hearken unto you to do all this great evil, to transgress Verse against 17. our God in marrying strange wives? And one of the sons of Jehoiada, the son of Eliashib, the high priest, was son-in-law to Sanballat the Horonite. Therefore I chased him from me. Remember then, O oh my God, because they have defiled the priesthood and the covenant of the priesthood and of the Levites. Oh. Thus cleansed I them from all strangers, and appointed the wards of the priests and the Levites, every one in his business. And for the wood offering, at times appointed, and for the first fruits. Remember me, O oh my God, for good. Pause. I got off a little bit. Let me back up. Let's go back to 23. In those days also saw I Jews that had married wives of Ashdod and Ammon and of Moab, and their children spoke half in the speech of Ashdod and could not speak in the Jews' language, but according to the language of each people. And I contended with them and cursed them and smote certain of them and plucked off their hair and made them swear by God, saying, You shall not give your daughters unto their sons, nor take their daughters unto your sons or for yourselves. In other words, you're all mixing out here. Stop doing this. God told you not to mix. Don't get tainted. Did not Solomon, king of Israel, sin by these things? Yet among many nations was there no king like him who was beloved of his God, and God made him king over all Israel. Nevertheless, even him did outlandish women cause to sin. Shall we then hearken unto you to do all this great evil, to transgress against our God and marrying strange wives? And one of the sons of Jodiah, the son of Eliashab, the high priest, was son-in-law to Sambalat, the Horonite. Therefore I chased him from me. Remember them, O oh my God, because they have defiled the priesthood and the covenant of the priesthood and of the Levites. Thus cleansed I them from all strangers and appointed wards of the priest and Levites, everyone in his business. In other words, he was looking out for the purity of the church. He was looking out for the protection of the remnant, okay, 
and he was he was confronting the sin in the tribes and he was telling them listen god told us not to do that you have tainted us you are going to cause great price to come upon us this is in nehemiah chapter 13 over here in 29 and 30. so we need to uh defend god in this hour and we need to speak out about truth bride because the great deception is here People are being deceived right now, and they don't even know what's happening. And if we do not expose this, they will not see. And then they will go off in their stupor. We have to tell the truth, even when people hate us. And that's exactly what he did here. And look at what he does right here at the end, bride. This is him talking to God. Remember them, oh my God, because they have defiled the priesthood and the covenant of the priesthood and of the levites thus cleansed i them from all strangers and appointed the wards and the levites everyone in his business and for the wood offering at times appointed and for the first fruits remember me oh my god for good so what he's saying here is to god god now, we have read, right, all through Nehemiah, where he cried out to God on behalf of his people, did he not? He cried out to God, and remember, in the very beginning of Nehemiah, he was talking to God about what his people was doing, and he was very honest with God, and he was transparent with God, and he was telling God they are doing this, and they are doing that. And how does Nehemiah end? Well, Nehemiah completed his mission by God, which was to build the wall. Nehemiah encouraged his people in those days, do not be tainted. Do not touch those things. Do not do that. It does not please God, and it only hurts the tribe because they were the remnant. But in the end, it was still Nehemiah alone with God, and that is you, bride. We cannot control what all these other people are doing these false prophets these people off doing all this crazy stuff we cannot control what they're doing but we can control us because our relationship with god and we can be just like nehemiah where we're honest with god about what's going on asking god what does he want us to do about it and then rebuking the others when they're offline and they're uh, hurting the image of the kingdom which is what they was doing. And then he still turned around to God and repented on behalf of them. And then he asked God in the end, watch my heart, protect me, see what I did, Lord, because he couldn't control what other people do. And how many can say that that is us today? We can't control what all these people out here are doing. We can warn them, but it's up to them if they want to listen and it's up to them if they don't. But I do want to encourage you, Brad, that I had a girl write me today, and she wrote me the most beautiful thing, and I'm going to read it to you today. I'm not going to tell her name because I think she's watching, and I don't want her to be offended, but I think it is so beautiful what she wrote me, and I think this was an encouragement to all of you people out there that are worried about speaking the truth. Okay, let's see here. Speak the truth, even when you think nobody's listening. 
Oh man, this thing is updating right now. What the world? Let's see. It sure is. Look at that. What? I can't read it to you, but basically what she said, Brad, is she said, Mama June, I just wanted you to know that when you first started telling the truth, I was so mad at you. I did not want to hear it. You know, but now, over time, I see that you're telling the truth. And so I want you to forgive me for judging you. And I'm listening. And I'm changing. And so that really made me feel good. And I want to thank you, sister, for being honest with me and writing and saying that because it can get frustrating because you're trying to tell the people. <laughs> you know, you're trying to tell the people the truth. And plus, it's like, people, don't you think God sent me around this country and sent me to all these key places to show you and tell you what is happening? I mean... Like I gave you that post, if you can't trust me, who are you going to trust? You're going to trust these big-name preachers who live off millions of dollars and don't even know your name? You know what I'm saying? You don't know these people. I have been transparent with you the whole time, and I've told you, I mean, there is some things right now that I still have not told you because there's a few things I'm extremely... Uh, cautious about because of what it is that I know but I was thinking I would write them down in the book so I'm really praying about when to release what I do know uh, the other things that I know because um, I'm definitely going to put them in my books but that could still be another three months so I'm praying about the timing of when I tell you what I know Amen. So if y'all would please pray with me on that, I would appreciate it. But anyways, Bravo, I love you. And I pray that the story of Nehemiah, I pray, has really encouraged you to uh, trust in the Lord in this day. Because you were called for such a time as this, Brad. You are called for such a time as this, just like Nehemiah. And we can't control these other people, but we can control ourselves. And they still built in those days. They still built in those days, in the days of lack and famine and judgment and all that stuff. God still wants to use his remnant. We cannot let the outer circumstances devastate us because we see it all going to hell. You know, it's, it's going to happen because the Bible already said it was. But the difference is, is what is our role? Well, if it's all fading and going to hell, then why did you get why did you send me here, Lord? What is my role in this last hour? This is this is what my books are about. The first one is uh the American Expose, which is exposing the apostasy. What is it and who is it and why are they doing it? And then the next one is the American Idols. And that's talking about the idols that we confronted in 2018, the idols in the church and the idols in the country. And then we talk about the American judgment because the Lord showed me apostasy plus idolatry equals judgment. Okay, then what is judgment going to look like? Why is God going to judge us? Um, what's going to happen? What can we expect and what do we do? 
So the last book is called The Last American Bride. Okay, so we know judgment's coming. We know the Bible says the days are coming to a close. So what is, where do we go from here? What is our role in the last day? So that's what that book is about. And then the fifth book I'm writing is uh, From the Pit to the Palace to Tell the Stories of My Journey over the past. By the time that book is released, it'll be seven years doing this, seven years full time. So, all right, Brad, well, I'm going to get off here, and I pray that this has really encouraged you about Nehemiah because his story has encouraged me about my walk with the Lord. Uh, so, I pray that it's encouraged you, all right? So, God bless you, Brad, and look, I will see you uh, tomorrow. God bless. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.